Welcome to the Conscious Business Leader Show. I'm Anna Choi, founder and CEO of Conscious Business Coaching, helping high achieving business leaders prevent burnout to grow in flow. Our firm empowers the next generation of global leaders who will cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness. Join us for the end of the show, where we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing business inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Ready? Let's go. Right now, we have Lee Chambers of Essentialize with us today. How are you doing, Lee? I'm great. Thank you, Gabby. And thank you for joining us. So please just start by telling us a little bit about your journey and maybe even some things that kind of specifically catapulted uh, to where you are now. Yeah, so it's been quite a journey. (laughs) I grew up in a blue-collar family, uh, first member of my whole family to go to university. And, you know, I was drummed. Education was the way, very young. Uh, but I had some significant mental health issues at university, mm. ended up dropping out, had to build myself back up, managed to go, get back and graduate and get yeah. myself onto a graduate scheme, which was, you know, prestigious and highly esteemed. But I then lost that after six months due to the economic crash in 2008, mm. which put me back at home in my mum and dad's house thinking, <laughs> right, what next? Right. Uh, decided to go into local government and build a business at the same time. Mm. And that took me on an incredible journey where I managed to build a seven-figure business, which started in my parents' bedroom and (laughs) took over the house. And then... uh, (laughs) Uh, But on that journey, I was still searching, working uh, as an employee in a number of different areas to really try and Mm. find what was purposefully and consciously something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And it all really accumulated with me losing the ability to walk in 2014 after becoming Mm. unwell. And that gave me a very hard stop and a lot of time to reflect and really think purposely what legacy did I want to leave? Mm. What kind of meaningful business did I actually want to run? And that actually became a time where in the year it took me to get back on my feet, Mm. I decided I wanted to create a business that helped other people through adversity to bring together my lived experience, my industrial knowledge and all my qualifications to mould a company that would actually help people through adversity to prioritise the health and to lead more meaningful and happier lives. And that's what I created today, Essentialize. Oh, what a wonderful story. What a wonderful story. And so who exactly do you serve? Because like you said, you're also kind of tying in your own life journey and life story. So who, what are your customer base? Um, so I have two different sections of Essentialize. Mm-hmm. The first side is a coaching arm. That coaching arm is specifically for second stage entrepreneurs mm-hmm. growing a decent sized business. We know early, early six figures looking to now take that next step. But it's mm-hmm. really about getting them to hone in on business growth is important, but personal and professional growth is also important. So as your business grows, you're also growing, you don't get that mismatch. So we go through a process of looking at your health, looking at your targets, your direction for you personally to ensure that you start to become the leader that can generate the traction, that can lead and help other people to lead as you grow uh, while also ensuring that you're in charge, you're at the height, height, but also you're a shining example to all Mm -hmm. those people below them to take authority for their own behaviours, to set their own goals and to really drive those values that you set forward with their values. The other side is working with small to medium-sized enterprises Mm -hmm. who are usually between 50 and 500 employees to look at their employees' well-being strategy 
and actually del deliver things that are engaging, that employees will engage with, but also look at the provision that's already there and measure its effectiveness through data-driven analysis. Mm -hmm. So that helps these smaller businesses who don't have massive human resource and people departments mm -hmm. actually utilize their smaller budgets to bring more effective well-being in for their companies. So their employees start to thrive and push the company onto a much bigger place and much closer towards the goals that they're looking to achieve and make a bigger impact. That's wonderful. And so it sounds like I have kind of a two-part question. So as far as that side of things, what are some of the obstacles you see some of those employees facing when it comes to well-being uh, when working for a company? And then what are maybe just two or three, if you can mention, maybe, you know, principles or tactics that you give them so they can kind of, you know, re-up their well-being as being an employee? Yeah, so employees have, you know, all their own significant challenges. But the, the three pillars that I really work with is the fact that, firstly, employees want to feel like they belong. Mm -hmm. So they want to be part of a culture that embraces them so they can bring a, a level of humanness and their authentic self to work. So creating a space for them to be themselves actually gives them that autonomy and that responsibility to actually grow into role mm -hmm. and grow as a human while they're there. And what that actually does is it kind of starts to embed them and help them bring their values to push the company's values forward. Uh, the second part of that is having an element of them understanding that they are actually appreciated and valued. Mm -hmm. So this, this comes from everything from the little words, actually a manager or a leader saying hello in the corridor and obviously things have changed a little bit now. There's a lot more remoteness, but that gives extra opportunity for you to just drop in and, you know, check in on someone. Right. And when it's not expected, it's actually appreciated and valued even more. Mm -hmm. And when people are asked to participate, you know, employees have some great feedback because they're on the they're on the ground level dealing mm -hmm. with many of the challenges. They can give constructive feedback. They can give feedback on things that could be improved process-wise, principle-wise. And they're actually rich source of information that isn't always tapped. But when you do tap that information, they feel like, oh, I'm, I'm valued here. I really appreciate this. And that appreciation helps them take more authority for their own behavior mm -hmm. and makes them actually start to lead themselves as well, which is vitally important because you're not you can't control them what they do mm -hmm. their behaviors are theirs but you can gradually nudge them towards more positive behaviors which will result in them ensuring that they're actually performing at a higher level looking after their own well-being and the third one is congruence of leadership mm -hmm. so if you want to you know build a business that has values make sure you you live as a leader congruence to those values Make that your values. management mm -hmm. is spouse those values mm -hmm. because what that does is when there is congruence everyone sees the authentic reality and they're like well if the leader's doing it then I'm going to do it right. I'm going to lead myself because they're they're being present mm -hmm. with me they're actually here they're actually mm -hmm. you know looking at the wider picture when they make decisions i can see they don't just look at the shareholders they look at all stakeholders society the environment the employees and when they see that all of a sudden it puts in those foundations for the the higher level well-being stuff like the health insurance like the memberships like the courses because well-being is a skill and if people have those foundations in place and a place where they feel like they can thrive, that they can express themselves, that they're not going to get blamed and shamed 
for trying something a little bit outside the box because mm-hmm. often that's where the creativity comes right. that's where the innovation is when people are allowed a bit of freedom within a s- structure and a framework that allows them to feel there's some stability there but start to work around the edges and so I want to go off of that because I feel like there's a really powerful statement when you said well-being is a skill can you just go into that a little bit more of how you kind of came up with that or realized that that it is a skill not just something that we naturally possess yeah, so if you look at so many different aspects of well-being, you actually have to experiment with your sleep to start to understand how to improve it. Stress management itself, you can utilize stress to perform at a higher level, but you have to learn and start to leverage to utilize that and understand and be aware of how it works. So it doesn't become something that actually impacts your ability to perform. Mm. You can actually use that to ensure that you can perform at a higher level and really use it when you need it. And the ability to kind of turn that on and off switch, it's a skill you cultivate over time. And so many of these well-being aspects from resilience to mindset are things that you can shift and change and mold yourself. But it's not something that one talk of someone coming into a business is going to do or one exercise or one team building day. It's the skills that need to be practiced over time. And that's how they embed within an organization. And it's having the ability to really empower your employees to actually start to say, I want these skills because they won't just give me the power at work. They'll give me a place and an ability to navigate relationships, to navigate my hobbies, and to simply have more time and energy to do the things that they love, their passions, their desires. And I can just tell you're so passionate about this and I don't, I'm excited for when the listeners can hear it, but also see your face of just, you love this and you love helping people with this. And I love that for you. And I really, I want to go back real quickly to your background and what you discussed in your journey. Obviously you've had some roadblocks, some obstacles and have had to practice the skill of well-being. What would you say for our listeners was the way that you just kept trying to have a good mental state, still, you know, keep in charge and help your well-being. What would you say, I guess, are just maybe like a couple tips that helped you in your own journey? Yeah, I think the big things that really helped me, Gabby, were firstly, writing down my feelings, journaling, because what that helped me to do, especially when I was going through mental health challenges and when I was trying to recover from becoming unwell, is it allowed me to kind of get my head on paper and be more rational about how I felt, because these things, I was suffering but I was able to turn that suffering into growth by writing about it. And for me, actually writing out not only my feelings, but I started to track my progress as I started to improve. And what that did is when I had setbacks, I could see that was still further ahead than when I started. And that gave me the ability to be consistent. And especially with my learning to walk again, not long after coming out of hospital, my daughter was born. And Mm. I held her there and was determined I was going to take her first steps with her. So another way to get through adversity, Mm. anchor it into other people because we'll do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I worked so hard to get back on my feet. It was painful. It was difficult. I did have setbacks, Mm. but I took those first steps with my daughter. And for me, that, you know, that's something that's so powerful. Um, So if you're looking to really get through the deepest adversity, Mm -hmm. think about the people around you and how you can propel yourself to become more for them. And I think the final one really is to treat yourself as an experiment. Mm -hmm. So there's no one else who's going to know how to, you know, help your body and your mind and your spirit as much as you are. Mm -hmm. But you've got 
got to get, get out there and get curious about it. You've got to try different things and see what works for you rather than always take advice from other people because conforming to someone else's diet plan or sleep schedule or exercise routine, it's not for you. We're all, we're all unique as human beings. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of information that we can get for our own bodies. It gives us a lot of feedback. We've got to have our ears open to it. And when I started to build that self-awareness myself, to start to understand why I felt like I did, it opened up a whole new world. I literally went from a black and white world to a world in full technical. Oh, that is amazing. And I just, I love that for you, especially what you mentioned with your daughter. Cause I think, and I love that you said that because I think so many times when we think about our journey and climbing that mountain is like, oh, you're going to end up alone. You know, it's lonely at the top, but really, like you said, when you're going through your deepest struggles, you have to have even those two, three people that you anchor into. We can't do it by ourselves. We're not meant to. Definitely. No, no person is an island. Absolutely. And so what is your vision then for Essentialize in the next three to five years? Uh, so my big vision for Essentialize is to become an integrated provider of well-being and proactive well-being and coaching development for small to medium-sized organizations. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of seen that there's a, there's a significant need there before they have the large size departments. And I am so passionate about that because these companies are the, the, the really the big companies of the future, mm-hmm. the small, the agile, the dynamic, and they're actually building their company culture now from their initial employees. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a prime time for me to step in and implant this culture and help them start to move towards ultimately a more conscious way of leadership, a more mindful way of management, and really a more honest, transparent and authentic way of having a company culture that looks after its employees but gives employees empowerment rather than advice because there's way too much advice out there right. <laughs> never enough encouragement mm-hmm. and I want to actually grow essentialized to become the provider who actually specializes in that particular gap and there's a you know I'm gradually planning at the moment to bring in other added value services that are completely congruent and aligned with my mission and my values as well. And so we'll be seeing those values and that future vision in your book that's coming out soon? Yep, it will be out in April. And that's called How to Conquer Anything. And again, it goes a little bit deeper into my journey. It gives more a lot of actionable advice around how we can conquer things such as perfectionism, procrastination. Really, it's for those entrepreneurs who are at that stage and they're starting to find these little things holding them back. Really, it helps them get that clarity on the journey where are they going where are the base camps on that trip up the mountain who do you need as mentors at each step and start to actually look and plan that out get that big vision then chop it back down into small actionable parts while looking at how we can start to take some of that baggage out of our backpacks those limiting beliefs those habits that are holding us back Mm -hmm. and things like anxiety fear how we can start to actually conquer those and again those are skills you can practice it And so for any of our listeners who I'm sure are going to be very interested in that book and just hearing more about you, where can they go for more information either about your book or about your company as a whole? Uh, So the best places to go would be essentialize.co.uk or leechambers.org. And on those websites, you'll find my blog, my services, and all my social media handles. And you'll also find upcoming updates about the book, which will be available on Amazon. 
Wonderful. Well, Lee Chambers, thank you so much for sharing about your journey and everything. Good luck with your book and for what's to come. Thank you, Gabby. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Business Leader Podcast. If you're a conscious business leader or entrepreneur who would like to be on the program, please visit annasunchoy.com slash apply. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. And if you do that, tag us with the hashtag Conscious Business Leader. Now, can you also hook us up now to your podcast player and just give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. Your feedback helps us better empower that next generation of global leaders to cause a tipping point in elevating humanity's consciousness through being a loving presence. While you're at it, hit the subscribe button. You know why? Because each week you're going to be inspired and energized 15 minutes a day. My name is Anna Choi. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at annasunchoi.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Conscious Business Leader Movement. Oh,